Hi, I'm Dick Brogdon, and we're on the Hot Rods by Boyd podcast. And, uh, All right, there we go. Like to visit with you and see what goes on. Yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll we'll get you talking here in a minute. Recording from our headquarters in Old Town Orange. Welcome to the Hot Rods by Boyd podcast. Well, Dick, thank you for coming on today. Um, You're welcome. You yeah, know, thanks for coming to the show. Yeah, it's, on. it's uh, it's good because we've been, you know, I, I know you haven't heard really any of the podcasts, but we've been trying to get a get a lot of people on that have, you know, you know, uh, right, been a bit like be good. Yeah, been a part of uh, you know, Hot Rods by Boyd uh, and Boyd Coddington history, you know, and you're definitely a keep. Yeah. A, you and Melba are definitely a keep a player um, in the history of my dad. So. Let's 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 start back because I, I re- now you're gonna have to I'm gonna take some guesses here, and you're gonna tell me if I'm right or if I'm wrong. Did you come out to California? What around eighty six, eighty seven? Eighty six. Eighty six. So yes. So and, and for those of you who don't know, Dick Brogdon and uh, his wife Melba moved out here from Illinois uh, back in the eighties, and you were basically what the the what you call the shop foreman for what? 15 yeah, years? I was, I was hired in as a uh, paint and body guy. You know, your father, of course, we became real good friends. And uh, then he liked what he'd seen in me. And it's kind of cute. I, a lot of people don't know, but uh, I went out there on a base. Uh, you know, if you like me, I'll stay if you don't, or I don't like you, or whatever. You know, so. And. Uh, Time come and Boyd said, "It's time for you to take plane trip back home now." He said, "Are you going to stay?" And I said, "Well, that's up to you. Do you like my work? Do you, you know, you think it's worth my trouble? I, I would like to stay." And he said, "Dick, I'm going to tell you one thing. The only way I want you to ever leave here is in a plastic bag." <laughs> and, and that's the way your dad was. You know, he was—he's either in or out. You know, he didn't mess around. So. Yeah. So, how but did you was, how did you get in? I mean, how did how did that meeting, uh, you know, come to be? Because I just remember just you and Melba showing up one day. So, I, I mean, I don't know any of the story leading up to that. Well, I uh, was in used car business back in Illinois here, and uh, it wasn't doing well at that time. And I just decided to heck with it, you know. And uh, so, I was delivering a. Victoria for Jim Simpson that I'd built in Oklahoma City, and your dad was there, and I had Bob Rothenberg introduce me to him. Okay, and and he's, as your dad normally is, after people get to know him, he says, uh, "I said, would you be interested? In, you know, need potty pan painter?" He said, "Yeah, the one I got's not worth a damn. He's on drugs." <laughs> and he said, "I'm gonna get rid of him when I go home." And I said, "Oh, okay." And he said, "Here's a card." Give me a call. And I said, well, do you ever hire anybody from the Midwest? And he looked at me and he grinned. He said, I always hire somebody for the crap. (laughs) (laughs) You know how he was. Yeah, yeah. So then, so then that's, that's when you get, so then that, that's what prompted you to, you and uh, Melba to fly out. And and you, how long were you out the first time? Uh, I, uh, I was I was going to call your dad and talk to him, but I'm one of those guys I like face to face, and you know. So Mel and I just flew out there, and when I got there, he says, "I'd like to talk to you, but I'm busy." 
And at that time, he was busy with the Make-A-Wish Foundation, and he'd taken that young man around the Ferrari and all the shops. Oh, yeah. And he never yeah. told me. He just said, uh, well, I'm really busy. And that was about three times of that. And I said, what, Boyd, are you really interested or not? You know, Because I went to a couple other places, and they wanted to hire me, but they didn't pay anything. So anyway, he said, no, Dick, I'm sorry. He said, I'm so busy. He said, I just can't uh, do it. He said, can you do it on Sunday? And I said, hey, you work Sunday? He said, I work all the time. So, <laughs> yep. I met him over there, and we talked for probably four hours or so. So that we, was, uh, that was in eighty six. Eighty six, yes. Yeah, late summer. Because I mean, my my earliest memories, I think it was maybe the next time when you guys were planning on moving back. I remember because that's when my mom was still yeah. the, the the shop the shop had moved from the Orange Avenue house. But my mom was still yeah. running the office. And I don't know, for some reason, I have a memory of you and Melba and my mom in that office, in the house. And talking, um, maybe talking about yeah. you, talking about you moving out, out here. Right, yeah. Well, that's what's... We did decided to do it, and that's how it happened. And it was a wonderful 15 years with a lot of nice people. So. Yeah, well, and, and you came right, yeah. right at the time, like you came probably what... Right as Cadzilla was starting to get built, right before that, that was before that. A little bit before that, we finished up Dennis Varney's car for the roaster show out there. Oh, okay. In Oak at Oakland at that time, and we were doing uh, Buzz DeBosta's car. That one of them, two of them. You know, I think the first one. So yeah, but uh, yeah, and that was see that purple one. I'm thinking, no, that was. Mm-hmm. Ah, that one. That was a Butch yeah, Martinez pur- purple car. Yeah, there you go. Butch Martinez was purple. We did so many of them; it's hard to keep track. Of. I know. Well, and there was there was then there was different periods where it wasn't just it was like uh, it wasn't just certain uh, name builds that were going on. There was also you know when I remember when you got the first you know what, you know when the eighty eight uh, Chevys came out and right. you had one of the first trucks. And that that kicked off the whole thing, you know, just with the whole sport truck. Yeah, movement. actually, yeah, I had a little truck, but it wasn't that. And somebody stole my tailgate stuff. I, I, I sold that truck out there. But that truck that I had from there, that was the GM uh, trucks that went to Seaman Show. Yep. What, that was that 88, yeah. Yep. That was and uh, we did quite a few of them. And as your dad... At least most more people got to know him like he really was. He was kind of standoffish if he didn't know you yeah. to start with. And a lot of people took that as being, you know, not very friendly, but that was not the case. But, you know, so but anyway, we uh, did that trucks and they had seven, I think. And my, the one that I liked, and when I told your dad, I said, I really like that uh, that color, he said, oh, you like all them crappy colors. And he used to really <laughs> ride me hard, you know. And, uh, yeah. And I said, boys, all them trucks are ready to go. And uh, he said, well, don't send that maroon one up there because he said, I got a customer for that. I said, okay, you know me, I don't question him. He just, yeah. And it went on for a couple of days. I said, damn, Boyd, where's your customer? And he said, oh, I forgot to tell you, that's yours. Nice. Now, that's the kind of guy he is. Yeah. And was yes, and you he t- liked you. Anything in the world was, you know. I got to where I quit saying I like this and that because he wanted to go get it for me. 
<laughs> yeah, you drove that yeah. thing. You drove that thing every day for quite a while. Oh yeah, I had it a long time. I think I, I sold it to. You sold um, it to Simo, right? Yeah, Simo, and then I I got a ninety that two door Blazer, that black one. Oh, okay. And it was that was that they started making them two door yeah Blazers and two door Tahoe. Yeah, yep. So, Yep, but uh, no, that was a that was a good time. Yeah. I mean, so um, so during during those years, that was uh, there was some real. There was a lot of stuff going on. I mean, that was you know Stanton. Oh, yeah. Stanton Stanton was kind of like the mecca of of hot rodding. You know, I mean, during oh, that time, yeah. I think Fat, Fat Jack was around the corner. Um, you know, it's just uh, yeah. and, and and Huntington Beach. You know, Chuck and Barrow with California oh, Street yeah. Rods. They're not too far away. Uh, right, but it was interesting. But remember, it was also I think during those years it was also Stanton was the murder capital of the United States. You know, per capita, obviously, right? <laughs> but you know, probably the, was. Yeah, it was. It was like for I think in yeah. like eighty eighty eight eighty nine or something. It was like, you know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, Stanton is only what how many? I don't know how many square miles, but Stanton's one of the smallest cities oh, in in Orange yeah. County. You know, and right. and half of it's industrial. Because then, yeah, then I remember, uh, I I guess I took a little credit for finding your house there, off of uh, Catella. Your mama did. Well, we were driving. We were <laughs> driving mom. by one night. We were going. All of us were going to dinner somewhere. And right, we were going out to eat. Yeah, and I spotted a for sale sign, and you guys yeah. all turned around, and yeah, you ended up. Uh, how long did you live in that house for? Fifteen years. That was fifteen because you were over there. Yeah, you were you were living. You guys, when you first moved, you were living in an apartment or something for a little bit, right? Yeah, I lived in an apartment down in Stanton, down there by right off of Huntington Beach. Well, that's how you kept. Boulevard. That's how you kept low yeah. miles on that truck. You only drove a mile each way to work. Yeah, I didn't ever drive any miles on. <laughs> and I like to keep them new looking. And you can't do that if you drive the hell out of them. So I just kind of. You know, so I'm that way. I got to take care of stuff. Like no, you that. do. You yeah. always did. Now let let me ask yeah. you. Back in those days, so we're talking the '80s. I mean, you know, my dad had already won a couple awards at that point. Um, I mean, did you, you know, did you see what was happening at that point, or did it take you some time to kind of realize how big of an impact that was going on there at Hot Rods by Boyd? Oh, I don't know. He was. Uh, I don't know. Just. He was a real go-getter, you know. I mean, he didn't, you know, hell, he'd be at work three, four o'clock in the morning, and then he'd be there at eight o'clock at night, and just went on and on. But I could see, and I wanted to come to California to work for him because I liked the work. Uh, you know, of course, I didn't know who he was. I, I knew of him and all that, his reputation and stuff like that. But what a guy. Yeah. No, for sure, for and, sure, and and it it seemed you like know, he kept us busy. Well, and it, you know, I call it Boyd's Wild Ride, you know, because as his son, I mean, yeah. we were just kind of caught up in it, and it was like, you know, we we had our own oh, things yeah. going on as kids, you know. With my mom, kept a nice balance with our family, you know, um, but yeah. my my dad was working his ass off. But it was just kind of like this whirlwind deal, and and I don't think I kind of started realizing the impact of it till you know you got people at school bringing in hot rod magazines going hey is your dad your dad is in here and i'm all oh yeah 
you know and i i i think for me that it started really taking off like when after after Cadzilla was built you know yeah yeah well, it got really really busy we were hiring more help and more metal guys and 15 20 projects at a time plus what we could work in with the trucks and the cars and because dad kept us busy yeah, and there was always some kind of. I mean, uh, there was, oh, there was a lot going always. on. There. Always something going on. I mean, it wasn't. You know, yeah. it it's just and, and a lot of the and, and a lot of the stuff was like some of the you know first time some of the stuff was done. You know, I mean, oh, yeah. especially because yeah. I mean, uh, we looked back and there's some pictures that Dwayne had of um, I forget whose car it was. It was all the uh, Johnny Anderson had had done a lot of these uh, billet parts right on conventional lathe and mill it took him months and months if not the whole year oh yeah if not the whole year to do this stuff and then you there's a picture of it when it was all polished and prepped and then there was a picture of it when it's all anodized and you know what color was the it was purple it was all purple yeah i think it was a that was like an orange was it an orange coupe or no so it was a sedan i think i think it was a sedan but Regardless, I'm, what I'm getting at is that that was at a time where <laughs> that all, all of a sudden now CNC machining is coming on. You know, yeah. where so this stuff that took people took projects it took them a year for you know Johnny to do this stuff on on one car. Then you're talking you cut it down oh. in, into months and weeks. Well, then when he got all them CNCs and got, they could really pump them out. Man. Oh yeah. <laughs> did you? But, now yeah. looking back, did you when when he you know started making doing the wheels for these hot rods i mean when he and you were right there around that time where boyd's wheels became its own entity so yeah what was your thoughts on that i mean were you thinking like hey boyd are people gonna buy this stuff or was it already moving moving along where you're like hey there's something here no he um he had a vision of what could make it all happen and uh after you're around him a little bit, you didn't even think about it. If he said it's going to do it, that's where he did it. And that's where he is, was. But uh, no, he had uh, really a good vision way ahead of everybody else. And, you know, and that's why so many people copied everything he was doing. And, you know, so no. I just can't remember all the stuff that he did on the he'd, he'd have stuff Johnny doing or anybody else that most people had never seen. Yeah. Well, but yeah. He had it, you know. Yeah. And, he, and it really, it really was the, the birth of the made. Or you know, now everybody, it, it, you know, now every oh, wheel company, yeah. every, every wheel company offers a, a custom wheel program where it's it's made to order. But back then, I mean, that was the first. I mean, you mean because you know before then you had you know you had American Racing, you had Western Wheel, you know, you had Centerline, you had these other, but but they had their designs, they had their catalog designs, and that's what you got. You know, yeah. So uh, he would. Uh, if somebody wanted one, you know, send him a drawing or whatever. He'd make it for him. He just. But uh, the man had way ahead of everybody else on that stuff. Well, and then that's when yeah. now, now your son Rod, okay, mm-hmm. that's he got involved, uh, and and I'd like to have him on the podcast because he'll have because that's kind of where he came in, right? He, I mean, when he came over. He came over after you guys a few years, right? Well, yes. He was working at Keith Black's. Oh, okay. And then he came back home, and he moved back out there with us. So totally, he was out here by himself at one time. And uh, 
he went back to work for Keith Black because Keith told him he had good work ethics and he'd hire him anytime he wanted a job. So he went there and your dad said to me one day, he says, uh, you think Rod would come to work for me? I said, sure he would, you know. And he talked to Rod and uh, sent Rod to college, night college or Long Beach or something, machine shop type thing. Yeah, the, he basically was what, learn, learning the CNC programming, right? Yeah, yeah. Boyd um, showed him how to run a mill and all that stuff. But when Boyd wanted to expand and get all the bigger machines and stuff, he wanted Rod to help with that. And uh, he did. He sent him down there, and he finally said, hell, I can't wait. So he brought him back and taught him what he wanted him to do. And Rod did a, he loved it there. He, uh, he left when we did, but. Well, it was cool because those were those were exciting times. Because you know, it like someone like it in, in what you were doing and and where Rod was at with it, you're kind of you were learning something new, you know. Oh I, yeah, I mean, every day. I mean, I mean, with the CNC thing, it was just exciting because you're like, well, wait, now computers control these machines, and and and, yeah. and, and we're gonna make it. You mean we can just hit a button and repeat the same thing over and over instead of doing a bunch of math every time, you know? So. <laughs> right you know yeah so uh yeah that was that was that was definitely cool times i mean um it's, well, it's like mike curtis you know, your dad had him come sweep floors and stuff and yep yeah no mike's <laughs> then he wanted yeah yeah mike wanted him to take over me if i ever quit and, and boy said no he can't do that <laughs> yeah what oh yeah. uh, he was yeah, Mike's got a good story, and we're gonna have Mike on again. We've had Mike on, but we're gonna have Mike on again because uh, yeah, he's got an interesting story about the the timing of when he came out, you know. Um, but yeah, uh, he was working under me for a while. Yep, yeah, because he actually yeah. came over. He came over and, and worked at the wheel shop before the wheel shop went down. Yeah, yeah, and then then he worked when with I you. Told your dad. He, yeah. Well, and you know what? Uh, I remember. Um, Back in the day, I mean, and that's one thing. Uh, that's one thing. Looking back, I appreciate about uh, people like you and Melba, um, and Melba's Dick's. For those of you who don't know, Melba is Dick's wife, and she worked alongside you. Well, she she worked um, at the shop in the beginning, mainly with my mom, right? Yeah, helping her, but you know, he become. She became your dad's dragon lady. Yeah, right. The, the, <laughs> if he the, had a the, place, the, the, the pit bull, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. If she, if he had a problem in a, any division over there, she worked at the. <laughs> yeah, she was. Uh, yeah, she did work. Motorcycle she, place. She worked at the. Uh -huh. She worked at the wheel shop, and I remember. Yeah, I mean, uh, definitely. Uh, I definitely appreciate the work ethic, you know, from you guys, and, and, and Melba just would would not let let up on anybody, which is what my dad wanted. You know, you know, and everything's got to be the way it's supposed to be. No ifs and ands. If you don't do it right, she she's all over you. So. Well, and and you know what, yeah. I I gotta say that that the, you know my dad was was really good at at the vision and, and and taking the chances in the entrepreneurship, but it was people like yourself, my mom and Melba that were you know and, and there's a there's a whole list of other people too but those are the people yeah, that were like right. the, the backbone and creating the structure to kind of keep it yeah. keep it going going in, in a structured way right because you know i mean I, that's one of my 
flaws it with you know i take it from my dad's you know deal where i i i'm not the most organized at times um so i try to focus on uh, the positive stuff my mom gave me on that end you know because be- because oh, between yeah. my between my mom and melba no one was getting away with anything at the shop right <laughs> right <laughs> yeah <laughs> But there, there were some cool times. I mean, because that whole deal in Stanton, oh. I mean, I was just going into high school um, and just watching that. I mean, I, I always joke about, you know, I, there's no way in hell. I mean, I have daughters, right, so it's different. But I remember being a kid growing up in that lunchroom there off Monroe. And, 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 <laughs> yeah. and, and just, just some of the stories that were being told, right, with guys like, well, I got a good one for you. You probably don't notice or remember, but uh, you and Gregory were supposed to help me at the hot rod shop, and uh, it didn't work out too good. Remember, I tell you guys what I needed done, and sometimes it would get half done, and then they'd take off or whatever. Yeah. And your dad and I were just good friends. I said, "Boy, I don't have time for that." I said, "I got fifteen, eighteen guys here, keep busy and all that stuff." And I can't babysit them boys. They won't do what I'm telling them. So you need to get them home. <laughs> <laughs> so so he did. he did. He took you guys out of the shop. Yeah. No, I knew I, you wouldn't remember that because you wasn't that old. But. No. I, well, I remember, I remember uh, you know, um, I mean, because I started working part-time on a regular basis probably when I was 14, 15 at the shop. But, yeah, before that, I think my dad tried to get us down there to do – various things and i think you either just didn't do them or we got in the way you know oh no you know you weren't old enough to really settle down do anything and i'd never ask you to do you know something that you couldn't do but i just couldn't keep you busy yeah (laughs) Yeah. well you know how it is kids your kids you're gonna play and mess around yeah uh, i had too much your dad had me loaded up pretty good so oh yeah there was always something he didn't he didn't say he said okay you know and that was it but Kind of used to say, "Wow, and kids." I said, "Kids are good kids, but they just didn't work. They were too young. <laughs> you, know, you can take a kids fifteen and up and mix sometimes, but yeah, no, it's tough. You, you, you were younger than that. It's tough. It's tough because you know, uh, just just in the last few years dealing with business and coming across different people, and and you know, my as my kids get older, it's 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 tough. Like that that you know." It was never a question like when you talk about the work ethic there I you know when I think about hard work and I think about like you and Melba I I also think about the 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 hard work and the good times we had like at the Street Rod Nationals in Louisville. Oh yeah. You know, I remember yeah, wow. when I came back to work for my dad uh, in 2000, I remember um you know being the 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 Monday morning quarterback. You guys had all gone to the show. And I remember, I think Bob Dethridge went with you guys, and he was like, oh, that's a lot of work, and this and that. And I go, ah, you guys are just a bunch of whiners, and this and that. And I was giving my dad some shit, and I said, nah, you guys, come on. (laughs) Because it had been a few years since I did it, you know? And I think when I I was there, I wasn't really full-blown working. Well, my dad goes, all right, big guy, you're going next year. Okay. Next year rolls around. Bob Dethridge gives me a high five because he's happy he's not going. And, uh, you know, and that was one of those deals. I mean, you're, you're there, you, you know, you, 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 fl- what you fly in on the Tuesday, if you're lucky, uh, and then you, you're setting up all day Wednesday. And I remember we right. had, we had two booths. We had a booth outside and a booth inside. Holy, right. Yeah. And I, and I remember you go have breakfast at seven in the morning. 
downstairs at that hotel that's no longer there. What was it? The Executive right. Inn East or West, whichever one. And then you you'd walk. It, it, it was it, the East. It was the East, and then it would it would rain. Yeah. It would like clockwork. It would rain every morning at seven thirty, and by eight eight o'clock, it's already ninety five degrees and steaming. And you'd, you'd you'd walk, and it was probably what it was probably a mile from the hotel to the actual um, inside the building. And if you were lucky, you got inside the building. But man, that was just long days, a lot of work. Oh yeah, people people don't realize that they think you go to the thing and have fun, huh? Yeah, it might be fun first time. But after that, it's a lot of damn work. Yeah, but you know, we never, no one ever had to call uh, and, and knock on your, you or Melba's door saying, "Hey, where are you guys at? We gotta go." Mm-hmm. You guys are always the first ones out and never complained about anything out there. You know, I mean, it was just uh, no. well, maybe maybe you a little bit, Dick, but not Melba. If I did, it's because something was wrong. That's the only time I bitched if something was wrong. <laughs> That's funny. If yep. everything went the way I wanted it to, it was no problem. But when you rock it a little bit, I get nervous. So. Yeah, but it, but those but are okay. those were fun times though. I mean, they were a lot of work, you know. Yeah. But remember, I mean, oh, we used yeah. to, we used to write wheel orders like crazy. Oh yeah, seven eight hundred of them. Oh, it was sets. I'm not talking one wheel. Oh yeah, no, it was. We had lines of people. Yeah, people waiting in line. Now was those are good times, and you know, um, it's it's tough for me now, you know, running a small business and family and everything to get to to take the week off to get out to these shows. But I'd like to get out a little bit more. Do you miss going to the shows at all? Uh, Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, I. I'd do it tomorrow if I had somebody I really liked and wanted to work with. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, <laughs> it is. Well, and there's just so many shows now. There's oh, just, God, I know. And there's a, lot of, there's a lot of good shows out there. But remember back you in know, the... I hardly go to... Well, it's... Uh, yeah, well, um, you know, back in the day, I mean, we had what... At, at, its, at its peak, we had, what, two big rigs? Trailers? Cruising, two, yeah. Cruising the country. Good old, yeah. good old Pete, Purple Pete. Oh yeah, Purple Pete. <laughs> and his Thailand, he, he took, he took What's that? pills for headaches and stuff. And Tylenol, and they call them Thailands. Thailands. Never. I, we we tried to get him to change, but he would never do. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was. He's a, a character, man. Oh, he was. There was. There were a lot of characters back in the day. You know? Oh yeah, a lot of nice people. You know, and I mean, you know, there would there would be some people that I think my dad, like some people that you know, and even Pete, you know, for, uh, he was he was a hard worker, even though he did have a knack for uh, have a knack for somehow getting other people to uh, do some of his work, right? <laughs> I remember, right? Yeah, going on the road yeah. with him, and he go, hey, hey, uh, Chris, get up on top of that thing, and then uh, yeah. once you start start undoing those straps, and I'm gonna go find a screwdriver, and next thing you know. Hour later, you got the whole awning set up, and he's like, "Here, I got the screwdriver." Yeah, okay, Pete. Yeah, Thanks. it didn't need a screwdriver. No, not <laughs> oh, at yeah. all. But those were there was really a lot of nice people. Oh, there were, there were. I mean, you know, it, it once it got to a point where we, I mean, what what did you? Th- I mean, you still managed a, a relatively small crew compared to the way the wheel shop was. Right, I mean, but, yeah, the wheel by, shop had about four hundred employees. Yeah, I think combined, yeah, we we're close to four hundred employees. But I mean, you still, yeah. you still kept a small crew of what about fifteen guys? Maybe at the fifteen ho- to eighteen, and sometimes more if we got something. You know, you bring in the outside guy for some stuff, but not not very often. 
and you know that's really and I just had to go around and and make sure that we're getting down the way the customer wanted them and stuff. So it kept me pretty busy. So you were yeah, because you 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 basically you you also you were leaving you were leaving California and leaving uh you know retiring when when right before the TV show took off. Right? So yeah. so then 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 basically kinda then Dwayne then Dwayne kinda slipped into your role. Right. So how how do you think you would have done on the T V show? Would they would they have made you look like Dwayne? Oh. <laughs> Dwayne probably did a better job because see I didn't like I got in on it and then they wanted to film me doing a bunch of stuff when, when I was out there yeah. and I said no I'm not going to do it the shop's not to run that way I don't want in any scenes and they had me in two in the, in the backgrounds which can't you know I didn't care about that but yeah, I used to watch that show and I'd tell your dad I said Boyd it makes you look bad you know, and he said, well, you don't need to do it. I said, why did you need it? Because we had all the work in the world. And yeah. it wasn't like he's going to not have any more jobs, but something he wanted to do. And then after it started, I don't think he was too cracked up about it. So yeah, I, remember I, he run them, he run them all out there at the last because they made his wife look bad. Yeah. So well, you know, he said, you guys can make me look bad, but you're not going to do that to my wife. So, yeah, well, there was. I mean, that's that. That's my whole thing. Is like, there's the 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 important stuff was all laid out, even you know, and done before that even yeah. TV show was even talked about. You know. Oh yeah. I right. mean, just some of those cars. You know, um, all the iconic stuff. I mean, so I think I, my dad kind of when that when he was approached by that. I mean, the reality show TV thing was still relatively new. Right, and the car show thing isn't like now. There's like thirty. I don't know. There's probably thirty or forty car shows on cable right now you know i don't oh, even yeah, i don't God, even i don't even know I, I i don't even you know i don't even watch any of that stuff but um but man if but but they're you gotta admit dick if they were if they were following uh the shop around in the 90s with some video cameras there would have been some entertaining stuff to happen there yeah but i talked to the director about that and he said that dick it doesn't sell and i said what do you mean he said if we show I was saying, why don't you show what we really do with the work and, you know, the guys not hollering at everybody and all that stuff. You can't stay in them like that. Everybody gets all ticked up, and, it's, of course, it was all fake. But I said, most of, he said, Dick, I don't sell. He said, the people that buy the ads, and that's what it is. Yeah. The, uh, if there's no drama in it, it doesn't sell. People get tired of seeing a guy weld a hood or whatever. But uh, they're doing some shows now that are like that, that are successful, I guess. You don't have all that. Remember the choppers used to be all mouthy and everything? And now they've got that calmed down, the dad and kids together. And Okay. So Yeah, I haven't I haven't followed up on that. But, yeah, yeah I, I mean, it, I remember telling, talking to my dad saying, you know, I think it was after like the third season just saying, hey, you know what? I mean, if, if – you want to get off this train? Let's try to get off it. You know, he goes, "Nope, I want to keep going. I want to see it through." I said, "Okay." You know, yeah. I said, "Yeah, that's you, it." You, you know, I mean, you're you're the man. I mean, they approached you because you had twenty something years of history uh, before they even approached you. You know, and uh, yeah, I know. yeah. They, Have you seen that new show, The Wrenched? No. 
Wait, oh, wait, wait. wait, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Is that Justin Nichols and those guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They've they bought... they don't argue everything, you know. You know they what? I, I, and... I I have not seen that show. Um, I I've I know just Justin through the course of business. He's bought one or two sets off me in the last few years. Um, yeah. I, I and I I met him uh, in person over at Columbus uh, two or three years ago. He did, he, uh, did yeah, that. Yeah, I don't uh, know him. Yeah, he built that uh, green international harvester truck. Um, yeah, he's only about ninety miles from here. Oh, that. really? Yeah, he and yeah. he. I, I've hung out with him. He seems like a decent guy, and so I, no, that's good to hear that they don't have they don't they're not yelling on that show like the. Like no, the, you don't have hardly any of them anymore than did that good. Martin kid in Texas. That fabulous show as far as you know, but which one's that? I just never. Uh, Restoration, Iron Restoration. Oh, okay. Hey, it sounds like sounds like you're 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 watching all these reality shows. That's good. Keep well, it up yeah, to date. I watch I'll just them call, all. I don't watch them. I'll just call <laughs> well, you. I'll call you every so often. You can give me the the rundown on it. You know. Oh yeah, because I I watch them because of their car shows. You know, I still love that thing. I you know I could still work. Yeah. Um, I had them heart problems and stuff, but um, you know, and you know, the only reason I left California, don't you? No. Your father kept moving his shop, and I'm a little country boy. And I said, <laughs> when I went to work for him, I said, Boyd, I won't commute. Oh. Said, what do you mean? I said, I got to live close to the shop. And, you know, we kept moving and getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And he finally had us out there about 25 minute drive. And just one day I said, I had that. I don't like that. Yeah, because that, that was right when we, we moved to La Habra and we consolidated the wheel shop and the hot rod shop in like 2000, yeah, in 2001, right? Mm-hmm. right? Yeah, something like that. I came back here in 2000, so it had to be 2000. It was in 2000, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's... Uh... Then when I got back here, I said, what the hell are you doing, dumbass? So... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, right? In the in the Illinois, yeah, right. Illinois winter. Yeah, well, I don't know. I just... Uh, I can't say enough good about him and your family and uh, you guys took us in and... and you know, your dad took us to places at night to keep us from getting homesick and all that. You know. Yeah. No, I mean, he did. We we yeah, we, yeah we, made... we we went out a lot. I mean, uh, you know, I remember. Yeah. Uh, usually, like uh, usually we'd go out like on a Sunday night. Usually, wasn't it? Go... Yeah, it didn't matter. <laughs> just any night during the week or whenever. Yeah, we would just know. go out, and I mean, uh, so. you know, I mean, we spent a lot of time with you and Melba. Um, oh yeah, yeah. That, you, you know that's the one thing about my my dad back then. I mean, he brought when he brought people in, he really brought them in. You know, so if he ever got upset or somebody, you know, it, it's uh, you know uh, somebody leaving is because he treated these people like family. You know, most most of the people oh, yeah. he, he hired, he treated like family. And and uh, yeah, if he liked you, but you was there. I mean, he just and he was very selective of who he liked. I mean, he did not everybody went. You know. He'd hire him, and then he didn't like her. Something happens, and then I'd have to fire him. Yeah, and well, and you know how that you know you know I, <laughs> he, 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 he he lets you do the dirty work. Well, that's what you're. Well, for. he didn't like to that. That's what you were fire for. People. Well, yeah, right. Well, I, I thought I was working there for better than that. <laughs> but you're right. Yeah, that's part of the when you're you're the supervisor of foreman. That's part of the description. Oh, yeah, you got to be the shit bucket. You know, it's, yep, you got to do that. You know. 
Now, what was d- during they, during the early years there? You know, because you were around. I mean, you were around with all the the real big name cars: Shazoom, Catzilla, you know, Lumacoop. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, yeah. what was what was a memorable moment on one of these builds? You know, whether you know, I mean, there was always things that popped up, and you know different pressures and deadlines and stuff going on, you know? Well, mainly the deadlines because your father was really precise on, he'd tell a customer whenever and by golly, it better be ready. Yeah. You know, I've had to pull in double time some guys at night and stuff like that, you know, to get done. But that's, he was famous for that. He never missed a deadline and that's the way he operated. If our help couldn't keep up with us, we got rid of him. Yeah. Right. And, I remember uh, when Led Zephyr was getting finished, and it was crunch time to go to the Oakland Custom Show. Yeah. Uh, and I remember over there at the Miraloma shop, and you guys were working around the clock. And I remember oh, him yeah. just yelling out. He goes, I, I, you know what? I haven't missed a deadline in however many years, and I'm not missing it now. And nope. He was really a sticker for that. And, he, he, of course, you know, my job was to keep him busy all the time on it to get get it done, you know. Yeah. So if we see something was going to be difficult, we'd either bring another person or we farm some of it out for whatever, not much because Dad wanted it all done in the shops. So. Yeah, and you know, there's uh, you know, we're talking to people like you and other people like Dwayne and Keith. We have these conversations, uh, and you know, about the different people that would come by the shop. You know, um, yeah, you know, people that were just fans that now have shops. You know, or. Oh yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean, people go, "Oh yeah, that guy used to come by all the time," and and uh, you know, it's just it was interesting because it was like a destiny. Southern California. I mean, it what, now there's tons of hot rod shops all over the country, tons. Yeah, right. And there's really nice shops well, and there's really nice builds. Yeah. But you know, people would plan vacations, especially right, uh, especially during what Grand. Uh, well, this is before the Oakland Motion Show came back down here. Oh yeah, uh, but but like like fought like the the week uh, you know for the L.A. Roadster show, which you were a longtime member of yep. the, of the L.A. Roadsters. Oh yeah, former president, right? Yeah, former president a couple times, and now I'm a lifetime member. I mean, I was been in that club forty six years. What do you? Yeah, that's a long time. So, yeah. uh, what? Um, yeah, and what, what? Let me talk about that. Let's talk about something uh, that's going current. What? What do you think about the L.A. Roadster show? I mean, have you? You haven't been for how many? How many? When's the last time you were out here for that? Last time I seen you is when I've been out there. When was that? Remember? Yeah, you can't, <laughs> you were set up out there. Last oh, time. okay. Yeah, so that's probably been yeah. four years, three, four years. Probably something like that, yeah. Because I went, I went, I didn't go last year. I went the year before, and it's it's just really, it's dead. It's like a dead show. Well, I, what I think about it, and it's strictly my opinion. Yeah. I don't have any. Um, most of the members that really thought the club was an honor are passing away. Yeah. The the newer guys come in. They're just there because it's L.A. Roadster. Most of them don't really have much to say about the history of it. They haven't followed it or anything like that. Uh, And anytime you have people that really, really like to do stuff with the club, that they make it part of their life, that's hard to find anymore. Yeah. And that's the problem. These guys, and they're fighting between each other now. And it's 
sad. It really is to take something that we work so hard. And when I say we, I mean all the members. Yeah. That, you know, I don't know how to correct it, but um, it's just you kept just deteriorating. And even when I was out there, I mean, it started then too. So. Yeah, and and I almost and feel then, like you know, thanks. Yeah. They made the shift to having uh, John Buck take over the show and handle that, right? That should have never happened because he's got a guy that took it over strictly to make the money. The Roaster Club made a lot of money, but it was all people that wanted it to have a good show, that wanted to go out there. It's, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, but you just got, a lot of these guys are buying their high rise, and that's okay. I don't have a problem with that because yeah. people can't build them. Yep. So that, that's a different type of... But I, in my mind, I think that's the problem. All of the really, really care guys are dead. Yeah, I mean, that, it, you got a handful. Hell, since I left out there, there's been I don't know, I'd say ten, fifteen of them gone. You know, so yeah, no, I, I and that, that that's definitely that's definitely happening. Um, yeah, you know, but I I feel like some of these shows with a, a lot of tradition needed they need to change for the times. And I know that you know L.A. Roadsters for the longest time said no primer cars, right? No primer cars, but Right, you know, but the the problem you have is then you start alienating the next generation coming up because, the, the you know, the 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 younger. Yeah, but you see, that was that's the way it started, and it's the way it's been for forty, fifty years. You go change it, and I'm not saying it's correct. I yeah, I, yeah. It's just uh, you see, it's coming, and it's it's here. I mean, a lot of people don't want to paint the cars, and and they can't afford to if they can build a rat rod and kind of like it you know suspension and all that stuff work good and drive good but it costs a lot of money paying a car well, and it you, costs and a lot of money to put a nice upholster in it and well you know what so. let me correct what i'm saying because i don't think it was the primer cars I'm, I'm i think it was no flat paint was more specific so what i'm saying there's a lot of that, that became a trend so there was a lot of nice cars yeah. owned by younger guys uh yeah. that that had flat paint on their cars and it's like yeah you know, by not by not acknowledging letting those guys in, you know, you're just like go back to what you're saying. Now your core group is just these older guys that are passing away. So you yeah. you're alienating the younger guys that that can keep the tradition going. You know, because right. you know, I mean, I'm, I mean, you know, I I love a thirty two roadster like the rest of them, but you know what? Uh, if they're all going to look the same, and it's just going to kind of get boring, you know. But. I don't know. It was a great show. I mean, I had a lot of memories growing up with that show, you know, a lot of memories. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah Keith and I talked about the time uh, when uh, my dad said, this is after the the Hot Rod Shop, uh, you know, that had moved over to Monroe. This is right when Keith came out here. He came out right after you, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So my dad had us clean out the, clean out the garage and me, Greg and Keith took everything out there. That's when, you know, my dad was set up on that that same spot every year and i had oh. by 10 o'clock in the morning i had a wad of cash in my pocket i don't think uh, <laughs> yeah. i haven't had one that yeah. large since <laughs> i keep working for yeah, it you man. know yeah right yeah. no that was that, that was that was fun that was back yeah that was back uh well when you were running things it was it was a little bit better show how about that yeah right um, yeah <laughs> uh, i guess <laughs> Well, you know what? We need to. Uh, you know what? I, we need to get Melba on here too. Oh yeah, she's got a better memory than I do. Does she? 
Oh, I'm sure. Well, most women do, right? They never let they never let you forget. <laughs> <laughs> never let you forget anything, right? That's it. Yeah, because she'll she and can, that's what's good about her. You know, she's no, for sure. She don't forget. And uh, when well, you just had a birthday this week, birthday boy, huh? Yeah, yeah. You call me. Yeah, I appreciate it. That's yeah. that's good. Eighty-two years old, still going. Eighty-two. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's good. And what do you? Um, well, what we'll do too is uh, when we when we post this podcast, uh, I need to post pictures of your roadster. Tell us a little bit about. Yeah, you tell, know, tell, tell us a little bit about yeah. your roadster because you you're, you want to get rid of that thing, huh? Well, I don't want to. It's just a matter that uh, I don't go to many shows. Maybe one or two a year. Yeah. And uh, I really. Probably need to put the money away to live on, I guess. But yeah. uh, I don't. I don't. I'm not. I'm not gonna starve to death. But it's just yeah. You know, but I mean, it's, it's I, I, I don't want to tear it up. It's so it's it's, such a sweet car, and I don't want to drive it and make it raggy. You know? Yeah, because you were working on the thing for many years. I've owned it thirty some years. <laughs> <laughs> I bought it off your dad. Yeah. Well, it was one he took in on trade. Huh? And um, well, tell us a little bit about it, because you did you well, did spend a good portion of your life there working on that thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. Between that and the guys in the shop and your dad, bless him. Yeah. Anyway, he, he took it in on trade, and it was a running car with in primer. Yeah. And uh, of course, your dad said we got to change that suspension. You know, got to put a Boy, chassis under that baby. And I said, oh, well, you know, one of these days. Because I, I had my other car I was driving all the time, that 32 Maroon one. Yeah. So, yeah. And uh, one day, you know how your father was. He says, I need a motor out of that thing because it run beautiful. And, you know, he put it in your reality 36 Ford Woody. Yeah. Remember yeah, that? Don, yeah, Don's Woody. That's where my motor tranny went. Oh, is that where it went? <laughs> yep. In the, per- yeah. uh, the dark yeah. purple Woody. Yep. Yeah, and uh, then he says, "Let's start on the chassis." Like he said, "I I got to buy one guy wants to buy that chassis." I said, so for years it sat there just a body, <laughs> and uh, he moved it around a lot, you know, and everything. So one day he had Larry do. Well, actually, um, he said we need to start on that, and I had found a thirty-two three window for your dad up in Buena Park. We went to get it, and it had a cherry frame, and, you know, your dad didn't like to use original frames. Yeah. So I said, uh, we want that frame, boy. And he said, oh, you can have it. That's the way he always did me. And I said, okay. So I took it over to the, uh, oh, what was that kid's name over there on the street? It had the, his, these factories, uh, oh, God, you know, these kids. Deuce frame, or whatever it was, Deuce something. Anyway, he had a Roy, his dad's fixture and everything, Roy Fiesta. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and so he said, Dick, that thing is really straight and nice. He said, that's the best one I've ever, you know, jigged up. And I said, well, I'm going to put uh, some riggers just to hold it together because he said, what are you going to do with these cross members and stuff? And I said, now nah, I'll... Uh, just kind of trade you for the doing the. So anyway, 
I took it over to the shop and told Larry, Sir Jeff, I said, here's the chassis frame for my car. And Boyd wants you to put a full independent on it. He said, Boyd don't want me to put it under that stock frame. And I said, well, I'll take care of that. <laughs> he had it about half done. And, you know, your dad would walk through it with me every day to see what's going on there. He said, what the hell is that? I said, that's my frame. Ah, he said, man, I don't want to use that old junk stuff. And I said, boy, that's better than any you can buy today. <laughs> Long story short, he was never happy about that. Oh, really? We used, yeah, and then they did the frame, and then the, I mounted the body and stuff. Just worked on it when had a chance, which wasn't often. So most of the time it was evenings and stuff. But And it kind of sat around. We'd get busy, you know. And matter of fact, your dad sold a another chassis the one out of that roadster before we took it apart God, he was always taking stuff I had and uh, using it but he'd replace it and then Chevrolet gave me a brand new crate motor for it with a, three, a ZZ3 and a 350 cubic inch 365 horse or something all pink rods the best of everything and a 700 hour tranny so as the years went by, it got more and more. And then <clears throat> Street Performance gave me a new fuel injection for it. And uh, it's all on there. And finally, your dad said, I, I want to finish that car for you. That's when, you know, we were over here. Well, there were your, he was that. Over off Mariloma? Where the TV was filmed. Oh, there. in La Habra. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because it was there for no. a while. it was there for a while. Oh yeah, yeah. And I came back and you know, and he, I told him I said, let me take that home and finish it. And he says, no way. He said, I told you I was going to build that car for you, and you're not taking it home. I said, yeah, but it's not getting worked on. <laughs> so <laughs> it started after that. They they worked on it pretty hard and got it together. And then, of course, we lost him, and uh, I. Uh, took it home and finished it up and had it posted first out to Gabe's. Nice. In, uh, in leather and everything. Yeah. Can I ever tell you how we found Gabe? No. Well, did, he's, he's, he's related to, to Ron Mangus, right? Yeah, but we didn't know that. Oh, uh, really? He was over Ron uh Jesus Christ. I tell you, I see, it takes me a while to remember. Yeah, don't stuff. worry about it. Don't worry about it. He had a body shop over there in uh, Rodriguez's shop. Okay, uh, Tom. And, uh, yeah, and I was Tom. And I was over there picking up a car that Boyd had over there for something. And I seen this Merc in there, and it was Rodriguez's Merc. And I said, God, who upholstered this thing? And he said, Gabriel Lopez, and of course, I said, who in the hell is that? <laughs> and I said, by God, I said, that is a gorgeous thing. So I got on the phone, and I said, Boyd, you need to come over here and look at this interior. And, you know, he always, I ain't got time. I said, no, Boyd, come on over. Take five, ten minutes to get here, and it's worth it, and we're going to need to go talk to the guy. Well, time your dad got there, Gabe showed up. And, uh, of course, I introduced him, and then your dad talked to Gabe. And that was 
don't know how many years Gabe Dunn on rest of cars, but that's how I, we met there. About just luck. Yeah, what? You know? And you know what? Tom Tom just actually came by uh, the shop yesterday. Oh, good. Yeah, he's doing all right. Um, what? So what? Um, what year was that 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 he met Gabe? Would have been mid nineties, ninety five, right in there. No, it had to be before that. Uh, I think it wasn't too. I'd say early nineties. Okay. Um, because. God, we've done so much and been busy, busy, busy. It's hard to remember the times, but it all uh, it all runs. It together. had to be there because he done some of the cars for you know Oakland and all that for them. So I know it had to be. It might have been the late early, but in that era somewhere. In there. Yeah, you know, and uh, Gabe's definitely does really good work, and oh, yeah. was was uh, you know. Had his uh, hands on a lot of, of of the Boyd cars, you know. Oh yeah, talented. There's a lot yeah, of talent. There's a lot of like talented, and I've, you know, what the, the just in the just in the last twenty years, there's just so much talent out there now in the hot rod world, you know. Oh, I know, it's, and I didn't ever think there wasn't near the people that's doing them now. Remember that young man, Alan Johnson, used to come out to California. Yeah, your dad, him and his little little girlfriend, and they got married. But yeah. Oh yeah. He, now there's one that's really made it, and he does killer work. Yep. And we, you know, we've been talking. To, um, I'm trying to get uh, Bobby all the way on the show, and you know, because we talked. I told Bobby, I'm all, you know, if if we could, we could do a whole a whole series of podcasts of just influential people that spent the night in that spare bedroom at Orange Avenue. You know? Oh God, yeah, right. Isn't all all them guys used to be there? Oh, it, that was that was the thing is when you came into town, you stayed at our house. I mean, very, you know, unless there was a bunch of people, but you know, very rarely did someone go get a hotel. My my parents always put them up in the in the spare bedroom. Oh, I know, I know. You know, even like uh, when when Bob Bowder was up in the mountains and coming down Monday through Friday working at the house, he stayed in the spare bedroom. <laughs> no, there was a lot of a lot of people that are big names now that, you know. Oh yes. Well, your dad really, you know, uh, he had the vision, but the ones come on and liked it and adapted to it. Now they have fabulous places too. So. Yeah, no, it's it's mm-hmm. cool to see. It's it's. I mean, especially when's the last time you've been to the SEMA show? Oh, your daddy didn't let me go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I, I never did like standing around not doing nothing, and that's what you did up there. You know, I enjoyed it for a while. One day he says, you getting ready for a steam show? And I says, oh, are we going to dress up real pretty and walk around? <laughs> and he said, what? He said, don't you like it? And I said, oh, I'm, I don't, you know, I, I don't mind it, but it's not, it's kind of boring, actually, because we couldn't go out and look much, you know, back and forth from working yeah. to the hotel. But, uh he said, oh, I didn't know you didn't like to go. And I said, no, I didn't say that. He never took me again. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I got to tell you. I don't know. And that was probably what, in the mid-90s? Yeah. yeah probably uh, maybe 96 or something. Yeah, because I, I got to tell you, uh, if you were to go now, I mean, you used to be able to back in the early '90s, mid '90s. You probably could walk the whole show in a, in a couple hours, you know. Uh, now, 
I, I don't even think if you took your time and saw everything, you could get it done in a couple days. Really? Oh, it's Dick. It's crazy. It's just yeah. the. I think I think the outside of SEMA is probably two or three times bigger than SEMA ever was in the nineties. Inside, you know. I noticed that when I watch it on TV, a lot of it outside. Oh, it's it's huge. A, it's huge. It, yeah. it, it, in a lot of ways, it's 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 overwhelming and and it, it's it's totally it's totally cool to see, um, but it's just a monster of a show. But it's amazing to see just where the aftermarket and the automotive has has come, and it's just how strong it still oh. is, you know. Yeah, and I mean, it's not a bad deal. It's been a good deal from day one. Right. I mean, people, people, yes. people love their custom cars. People like customizing things. Well, I, are you? Uh, do you ever do anything, or is Belltech still in business? I don't. Yeah, I don't have kept up. They are. Yeah, Belltech's still in business. Um, you know, I think that uh, um, I haven't talked to them in a while, but I mean, they're they're doing still like just you know the the late model, the, all the new trucks that come out. Um, but I'm curious because now you know the the these 88 to 98 uh, GM trucks are gaining popularity again. Oh yeah. Now now it's a, now it's a classic, you know. So uh, yeah, right. I, I have a I have a couple myself, but I'm curious to see. There's there's companies now that are going back and and what's cool is they're going back and they're not you know some of them are firing up old tooling on certain things, but there's also now they're you know. Because uh, the, the one thing about those trucks, they never really stop very well, right? I mean, it never. There was never well, really. That's the factory brakes, yeah. Yeah, and the thing was, they really didn't. I mean, uh, from what I know, they're really. I mean, everyone lowered those things, right? Everyone made lowering kits, lowering spindles, all this stuff. But yeah. they never really. There was really never a brake upgrade for those things back in the day. But now, no, no they didn't. Now there's. I, I mean, I got a brake upgrade where it's got a C5 caliper on it. I got it through uh, AZ Pro Performance. They work with Bear to develop a kit. Yeah. Oh, it's a, it stops amazing, amazing. Yeah, I mean, because I can compare it because I got a '95 uh, uh, um, Chevy that, you know, its stock brakes. It doesn't stop for shit. Yeah. Did you say that you got one that they did for Oakland up there? I don't think. No, no. What happened? Take this to the bank with you, but I think we're the boys' shop was the only one that did it for SEMA at that time. No, it wasn't a SEMA truck. It was, um, oh, it, it was okay. a truck that I found and it had eighty five hundred original miles on it. But I, you know, it had a yeah. paint. It there, there's a picture. Um, there's a picture that I have uh, that uh, that actually Dwayne had, and it's a picture of uh, at the shop in the back, and this is. There was, um, and I could send it to you, but there was a truck, a truck that looks like the paint scheme on my truck, but it's not. It's it's different. Oh. It's got a little bit of different graphic on the door. But after I got the truck, I tried to do some homework on it. Um, the only thing I could figure out that it was it was possibly a truck that maybe Brizio painted up north because he started doing a lot of trucks for the uh, GMC Truck Center in oh. o- in in Oakland. Okay. So, because it was offered for, at a dealership for on the Carfax, it shows it was offered at a dealership for sale twice in the early '90s. So, uh, yeah, no, it's cool though. It's cool to see these trucks, but the the problem is trying to find a nice one now. You know, just like anything else that comes yeah. around as a classic, right? You know, 
Right. I mean, I think Jesse James has got the one I had. He had it chopped, and it's yeah, really terrible yeah. the way it was chopped. <laughs> it's like a reverse chop or something. Yeah, I think uh, what uh, Ryan over at West Coast Customs ended up chopping that thing. Yeah, he ruined the truck. Yeah, I think. <laughs> I, but that's okay. Yeah, it's all right, you know. thing uh, about them trucks is I was hadn't been working for your dad very long, and I was out there putting graphics on one of them. And uh, he come by and he says, you know what you're doing? And I said, well, why? And he says, I don't know. It don't look right. And I said, well, here's the gun. You do it. And he sprayed that baby just like it. He done it every day. Really? That's a smart Alec. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He always amazed me because he could do all the work. He didn't. If he asked you to do something, he probably already done it. So. Yeah, and that's that's one thing. I think by the time by think by the time it, it turned, you know, by the time they had like ten, twelve, thirteen employees, I mean, it got to a point where he didn't need to do any of that. But I saw many times where he stepped up and. You know, people kind of forget oh, yeah. the fact that he he's a uh, you know classically trained machinist. You know, um, oh I know. You know, and 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 he could he could jump on any any mill or any conventional lathe and and knock something out. You know, it might have been oh, yes. he, well, might have been years. He was good, yeah, yeah. Since he did that, but yeah, don't ever uh, don't ever tell him he couldn't do anything, right? Right, <laughs> he'd, he'd prove you. He'd prove you wrong. Well, you know, is there any? Is, oh yeah. Is there any other? Uh, in any other stories that you'd like to share? Because I'm sure you know what's going to happen, Dick. We're, we're gonna we're gonna end the conversation, and then you're gonna you're gonna Melba's gonna come home tonight, and you guys are gonna talk, and then are you gonna listen to this, and you're gonna go, oh man, I wish I would have talked about this, and I wish I would have talked about that. You know, if I could sit down with and just. I, I think I could probably spend a couple free days and never cover everything. Right. Oh, there was <laughs> just so much. There you was know, this... just so many things happened in your, with him, and you, you they flashed to you in your memory, and you know. Yeah, because um, you start bringing yeah. up different names of people, and you go, Whew. "Oh man, there's a whole whole list. There's a whole hour of stories just on each person." You know. I mean, because oh, yeah, there was yeah. all kinds of characters at the hot rod shop. It was, uh, you know, there were people coming and going. You know, I mean, you know, you know, Dick, uh, the as, as a supervisor, you're always the guy. You're doing the hiring and firing, and you're the guy. You're you're the guy listening to this guy going, "Oh yeah, I can do this, and I've painted this, and I do this and do that." And the next thing you know, he goes out in the shop, and then you're like, "No, no, no, you got to get out of here. You're going to cost us money." Oh yeah, well, I hired a metal guy one day and told Boyd about him and that's when we were really needing them and I helped him unload his tools and I said to him see all these bondo boards on top of his tool chest you know Yeah. and I said have you got a metal file he says what's that and I said load that crap back up you're not a metal guy Peter <laughs> people lie to you man my god right you know Charlie Hutton Charlie Hutton tried to get a job for years and your dad uh, I don't know what the deal was but one, he kept Charlie would talk to me because they could get a hold of me. You know, Boyd was in going and that, you know, busy, and uh, it went on and on and on. And I said, Charlie, why don't you find or do a job and bring it by here? You know. Yeah. So one day he stopped in. He had a thirty-four coupe and a trailer for some guy down by Fallbrook or some. I don't know how he ever got hooked up on. But anyway, I called Boyd. And he was really always busy. You know, in his office up there at the wheel shop. And I said, you need to come and look at this. And that's when we were over there on that 
street just right off the floor from there. And he he said, I'm busy. You know I am. I said, I know, but you need to look at this. This guy can really paint. He said, who in the hell is it? And I said, it's Charlie Hutton. Oh, man. He said, tell him to later. I said, boy, take 10 and come over here. So he talked to him, of course, they visited a little bit, and he opened the trailer door. Boyd looked in there and said, when you want to come to work? <laughs> yeah, that was the one we're over at the Robbie Gordon shop, right? Because yeah. Because Charlie then, Charlie then came to work, I think, right after we moved up to La Habra. No, that was in Fullerton. It wasn't over there. Uh, it was that one where the, we weren't there very long. Right off of, uh, close to Fullerton, he turned and went up. Oh, God. It was a little shop. wasn't very big. It was, over, was that over by where Dwayne was at, off the 91 in Raymond? Yeah. Yeah, okay. But it wasn't Robbie. No, it was, Robbie it was before was that. Later. It was before that. Yeah. Yeah, see. We had just moved up there when Charlie came, I think, but anyway. Well, and you know what, and Dick, we throw around this uh, this phrase called Boyd University, right? Because there's yeah. was a lot of people that, you know, either – uh, you know, started their careers with my dad, or or you know, spent a good portion of their career with my dad. You know, or crossed paths right, with them, and right. and and because of their time with my dad, ended up you know um, going on and doing yeah. some people. Some people had names before they came came uh, through the shop, and some of them it, 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 names were created as they you know at, from being at the shop, right? As they worked there, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you know, the, there's a long list, but yeah, Charlie's another one. You know, yeah. And we were over in Indianapolis, and Charlie came up to me and Melvin and I. We were over there for some with Boyd. I don't remember now, but anyway, um, he said, "Dick, I'm going to go down and paint a car for Chip Foose." And I said, "Oh, Charlie, don't do that." I said, "Boyd, fire your butt." And he says, "Nah, he needs me." And I said, "Whoa, wait, whoa, wait a minute." You're the one that needs Boyd. He don't need you. He'll get along without you. Yeah. But I said, if you go down there, you're you're going to lose your job. Oh no, no. He needs me too much. I said, Charlie, I'm telling you it like it is. I've been with that man almost 15 years, and I know damn well what he does. And no, no, no. I said, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then of course Boyd told me when he came home, Charlie. Went to back there to work, and there's his toolbox all locked. You know, he said, "Take it out of here and get going." So you know, yeah, and it, it, it was it was a that's a combination of of people's egos and and also the way they handled things. If if he would have, yeah. if he would have went to my dad and, and and sat him down and just said, "Hey, look, this is what I want to do." So yeah. you know, tell me get, get screwed or or whatever a bit. I mean, you know, I because I was there too with the way that it went down, and it was kind of like I think everybody else knew about that that was going to go down uh, before my dad did. Big mistake, you know. Hmm. That was the big mistake. But you're you know, um, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, uh, it, it was it, it happened, but you know, hey, it, he seemed to do okay. Charlie seemed to do okay after that, and guess what? My dad did all right too after he left. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I told him. I said, "Boy, don't need you. No, you can get along oh, with that." Yeah, and, and I don't know. Well, what, they showed that on the show. He painted that Corvette just like he'd been doing it every day. Yep. <laughs> yep. Well, and you know too. I mean, 
uh, it's it's I, I'm the same way in my business. No one's going to hold me hostage. No employee or anybody. You know. No, I, you I can't I, afford I, to have that happen. Yeah. And, and I'm I'm fortunate enough that I grew up at the at a time where you know I, uh, I worked in the machine shop. I worked in all aspects of the wheel business. Um, you know, not, not obviously not so much on the hot rod side of things, but I can pretty much do, uh, a lot of most, most of the tasks that need to get done, you know? And it's, it's, uh, it's one of those things where, you know, Hey, it's part of business, right? You probably saw that. That's just, that's probably, that's probably one of the more famous examples, but you, you, we've seen that on, on smaller levels over the years, many, many times. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seen a lot of stuff go on. Wow. And it, it was fun, really. That was a lot of good, a lot of good times, a lot of stressful times, but a lot of really good times. I mean, you just look back and and you know, just being a part of the history, you know. Yeah. What was that yelling? The Led Zephyr. Yeah. Yep. That was that I had left you, Dad, and he called me up and wanted to know if I'd come out there and uh, get that thing finished. <laughs> and they had that guy from England do the grill, whatever the hell his name was. I Ed, can't remember. Now. Eddie, Eddie Wimble. Eddie Wimble, yeah. yeah. See, there have been a lot of people come and go. I can't. But uh, he just threw me out there and would do that and got the grill, redone all that stuff and got thing done and then we were doing them buses for alaska remember oh yeah 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 and the, he says they're still I, running I you know, you to do this they're still running those buses up in alaska in skagway i'm not surprised we build them with some heavy duty stuff for because they can't get that many people on you know yeah no those things were cool but, uh, yeah so help finish them up get them wound up get them going for him just little stuff i love coming back out I hated it because I left, but once you do it, you're done. So once you leave, I could have went back out there because he would have had me. And I already had a house back here. Yeah, well, I mean, once you it's, it's once you leave California, it's tough to come back. Yeah. You know. Well, you're well. Yeah. You're welcome anytime, Dick. Anytime. Well, I appreciate it. You need to come back. <laughs> you need to come back out here because it's too it's too yeah. cold. It's too. I, I'd visit you, but it's too cold right now in Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you well know, I can answer the phone and shit like that and learn. I know how to well a little bit. I can. Well, with with <laughs> well with with tech technology, we can have you answer the phones from the comfort of your home in Illinois. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll be dang. <laughs> I got I got to see how that works. Yeah, no, it's uh, technology's made it uh, a lot easier to to handle certain aspects of business. I got to say. Yeah, oh, okay. but uh, well, Dick, we're gonna wrap this up right now. I really appreciate you coming on. Um, I know that we're gonna we're gonna have definitely have Melba on. I want to get her her side of the story, oh. right? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, she don't get mad at you and, and tick her off or something. Oh, I won't. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. You won't. No, no you but won't. you know, hey, but I I want yeah because I've been since I've been doing these podcasts. Uh, you know, people are starting to listen to them, and I'm getting people that are, you know, from the past. Uh, I won't mention any names because we'll have them on, but they call me and they go, Oh, well, such and such. I listen to such and suches, and they got it wrong. And I go, Well, then guess what? You're going to come on and you're going to get it right. Okay. So, yeah. So, and they're going to do the <laughs> yeah. same with you, and then you're going to go back and you're going to listen and you're going to go, Oh, no, no. So, 
That's fun. I like it. I'm 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 glad you took. Oh yeah. I'm glad you took the time, and I really, uh, you know, I appreciate all the hard work that you and Melba did over the years for my uh, family, my dad. You're probably one of the well, two. We love you guys. Oh yeah, we we love you guys too, and you guys are probably the two most loyal uh, uh, people to my uh, my my father and our family that ever worked for us and became friends. You know. Yeah. Well, we really enjoyed it. We really did. It was a, it was a good ride, wasn't it? Oh yeah, just too bad it didn't last longer. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. He, there well, were... you rarely ever meet somebody like that, and uh, actually, you know, you, you develop a love for them and everything, and just take them like as your own. And as far as our work ethic, that's the way we were brought up, and uh, that's what my son. You know, I fired him once when he worked for me. So, oh yeah, and uh, <laughs> oh yeah. Well, he, he said, "Dad, you're hard on me. You don't make them other guys." I said, "No, I want you to know more than those other guys, and I want you to run my business if I'd have kept it." And I said, "You got to be able to do this stuff." And he, and he growled a little bit, and the next day he growled again. I said, "Wait a minute. Why don't you walk in that office up there and tell your mother to write you a check? You're done." He said, "You can't fire me." I said, <laughs> "Watch me." Yeah, and he said, "Really, Dad?" And I said, "Yeah, you need to get a, go work for somebody else. You need to see what the world's really like out there." Oh yeah. And, uh, well, and 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 you know what? And now he thanks me. He, he does. He thanks me for doing that because he said I have a work ethic and people will take me. You know, like Keith Black, he's got a standing offer to go there if he ever wants to go out there. Yeah, because they, they said they've never hired anybody from with a work ethic. Cause they're on time. You do what you're told, and you know, it's hard to find. Well, and I was Most just people don't want to work anymore. No, they don't. And you know what? I was talking about. Uh, you know, I was. I was actually. I was talking to Dwayne this morning about that. About um, just who Dwayne? I was talking to. Oh, yeah. I was talking to Dwayne about uh, you know um, having employees and then having employees go on to have their own business. And Dwayne, uh, you know, made the comment about you know his former employee, uh, employee Jack, just saying that. You know, he's ha- happy with what he's doing, but it's also, you know, now the employees getting to see what it's like to run your own business. You know, yeah. I-, I saw that with myself. You know, you have a lot, I have a lot mm-hmm. more appreciation for what my mom and dad did at running my own business. You know, I, I watch, sure. I watch Mike Curtis go from being the employee to being the employer and I'm watching him and yeah. I go, Hey, remember, you know, I go, it, it was a lot easier when you were just clocking in and clocking out. Right. That's right, you don't have anything to worry about. Yeah, right. I mean, uh, sometimes there's there's some days where you wish you could go back to it, but you know what? I don't. I wouldn't trade any of it. You know. No. no. All right. Well, Dick, Most tell. Jobs, yeah. Tell. Great. Well, well, glad you called me, Chris. Really, I am. Yeah. No. We, 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 this is a good conversation. We're gonna have more and uh, tell Melba I said hi, and we'll, we're getting her on next. So I'll, I'll hit her up, um, and we'll see if okay. we can get her on in the next couple weeks. Sounds good. All right. Thanks. I appreciate it. All righty. Well, thanks for coming on the show, Dick. For more information about uh, Hot Rods by Boyd, visit us, visit us at hotrodsbyboyd.com. Till the next time, we'll talk to you guys again soon. See you later. All right, Dick.